0: What is the deal with wearing shorts in the winter? 651-641-1071 Do you or someone you love wear shorts in the winter? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071 Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com Everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show He's napping now Holly and I are here with you Abby's at the controls And uh, we really are asking you Do you or somebody you love Wear shorts in the winter. Yeah, Why are we asking this? Because there was an article published in our, our local newspaper, the Star Tribune, mm. uh, that is talking all about this shorts in winter and why some people in the state of Minnesota, which is notorious for its brutal and long winters, True. stick to their summer finery. There are people out there that wear shorts pretty much all year round. And I'm glad that the Star Tribune wrote this article because this is a phenomenon that you see. We've been having a pretty mild winter so far. far. We had some cold streaks earlier on. Mm -hmm. but We had a little ice. A little ice. Yep. But for the most part right now, Mm -hmm. the temperatures are pretty temperate for this time of year. Yeah, well above zero. So you're going to see some people out and about wearing shorts. And I just want to know why. It's, why you know the article goes in to explain uh the reasons why some people stick to their shorts where they just say they're quote unquote comfortable which is really bizarre to me because pants are pretty comfortable too. I mean I, yep. <laughs> mhm. I like I don't understand. I, Help that, us explain. Yeah, we want to understand, understand better. I will say that this morning when I left for work my uh 10-year-old son was wearing shorts. And I don't know if he had plans to go anywhere today, uh, but I was like, honey, you're not going to be able to wear those if you're going somewhere like you can't go to open gym in those. Yeah, you can't go to Target. If dad takes you to Target, you can't wear your shorts. And he's like, why not? My legs aren't cold. And, you know, that's a really hard argument to have. Because they're not my legs, they're his legs, and he's the one that's going to have to suffer the consequences of it. And so, on the one hand, I think, wear your shorts if that makes you feel good. I can't, I don't understand how it makes you feel good, because it's cold out there, but I do weird things, too. Like what? I don't know, like, I don't wear a jacket very often. I find them to be very limiting well, that's because, Colleen, you're a person who has repeatedly said you don't know what to do with your with arms. With my arms. I know. I, and so, I just don't <laughs> like to feel bound. It's very upsetting. Well, so that's kind of what these guys in the article at the Star Tribune talking about not wearing shorts in the wintertime in Minnesota are saying, where they're like, you know, I just don't like to feel constrained, but I want to understand you. What is so constraining about pants? About shorts. And, yeah, or, yeah, About yeah, pants. About yeah. pants. And why feel compelled to wear shorts? Because our station here at Hubbard Broadcasting, we're pretty close to the campus of the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And when it's like 20 degrees outside, you see people wearing shorts outside. And this is not a new phenomenon. This was happening when I was going to college at the U and it was like, well, what what is that? What's the deal with that? Let's go to the phone. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Hi, Mary, Mary, uh, do you or someone you love wear shorts in the winter? Well, I don't wear them in the winter. Um, I think, I don't know, I'm in my 60s. I kind of think of something that the younger generation does. And when I taught school, I would see the kids wear shorts all year long. But I just walked out of the Chanhassen Government Center. It's 36 degrees and snowing. And there was a man in there with a sweatshirt, said shoes, no socks, and shorts. Really? What? Yep. Okay, okay, that's crazy. No socks, you say? No, no, just get a shoes. That is bonkers. Thanks he, for, he had very hairy legs that maybe insulated them a little bit. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> did he look cold at all, or was he just sort of no. just... Wow. Thanks for your call, Thanks, Mary. Mary. Well, that speaks to me, and that's one of the things that... The phenomenon of you wear shorts during the wintertime. Like you're a person that wears shorts in the wintertime, and then people start to notice you because you wear shorts in the wintertime, and then soon you become that guy. Yeah. And then you have to be the person who yeah. wears shorts. In then the you time. start to self identify with mm-hmm. being that guy who wears shorts in the wintertime. And then it becomes part of your identity. Right. And then you become like associated with that. Yeah. And you can't get away from it. Then you can't get away from it. You've always got those calves showing right. no matter what the temperature is. I will say when so we were just in California and in California it's like low 60s yes uh, at noon um when the sun is high in the air if you're in high in the air high in the sky if you are if you are in the sunlight it's you know you're not hot but it's nice but there's a there's a crispness to the air in the mornings and we because we're from Minnesota that crispness didn't feel very crisp to us it felt just kind of like a little chill. You were swimming in the pool. We were swimming Colleen. in the darn pool. You were swimming well, in the pool were. in the middle of winter. I will tell you this: uh-huh. that if you are wearing shorts in California, yeah, between the months of September through May, mm-hmm. you are not from California.
1: And that's right. the thing, you, you
0: can spot the the foreigner yep. because of their calves. Yep. So we weren't wearing shorts, but we were, uh, like, we would go out without sweatshirts. And we'd be talking to the people who worked there who had on scarves and full hats and mittens and jackets, like winter jackets. And they'd be shivering. And I was like, why are you so cold? And they were like, it's so cold out here. I'm thinking, they'd say, where are you from? And I'd say Minnesota. Now, What's funny about people who don't live in Minnesota is they think Minnesota is always this cold. So no, they go, "Oh, no, no, friends." Yeah, they go, "Oh, wow, so you're like used to this." And I'm like, "No, this is warmer than what we have at home right now. But also, let me tell you about our summers." Swass. Yeah, like you like humidity? Come hang out with us. Yeah. It's beyond. And it shocks them. Again, <sighs> we are on our little frozen tundra of happiness, you guys. And if you want to wear shorts, and you're not concerned about frostbite, and you're comfortable, I'm for it. I say rock your vibe. Yeah, man. I just wanted to get a little insight, a little understanding on why, but apparently... All the people who wear shorts are just too cool to explain themselves. That's okay. You just keep doing you. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes is coming in uh, from Paul's trip to the movies. Now, he's doing something cool because it's the new year. He's going to tell us his top five movies of the year. Now, what I'm already kind of amazed at is I've only heard of two of them. So we're going to Oh wait. No, three of of them. Yes, three of them. We're going to talk to Paul after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Oh, our friend Paul McGuire. From Paul's Trip to the Movies is here with us. Uh, and uh, you've done something really special this time, uh, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yes, thanks for being Hi, here. This Paul. is the Colleen yeah, and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers, napping. He did the morning show. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. He'll be back Monday. Holly's here with us. And Paul from Paul's Trip to the Movies, yes. you can check him out online on his website. He's got a YouTube channel, The Whole Nine Yards. Usually, you're coming to tell us what's in theaters right but today you've brought us your top five of the year yeah there's Woo! some really great
1: and it's a pretty diverse list this year
0: well i'm actually glad to have this because we're in this space where things have sort of slowed down and every night when we turn on the television we go is there a movie we should be watching right yes so let's get out that just, netflix cue. right so let's just start with number five
1: it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. This is the one with Tom Hanks, who plays Fred Rogers. It's about this journalist who's going through a rough patch and how he goes to interview Fred Rogers and then basically has his ter- life turned up, you know, all around again. Like, as
0: one would, as one if you would. were interviewed by
1: Fred Rogers. Tom Hanks. I really think he needs to win the Oscar for this. Really? He is so incredible at really like not being Tom Hanks and just slowing down, talking directly to the cameras. If he's talking to you mm-hmm. about kindness and forgiveness and respect. And it's just like that message that we all need to hear right now.
0: And, you know, you do get the impression that he really studied Fred Rogers right? to understand better what made him different and why. He's such a unique person. And
1: I think Tom had to focus on that slowing down and being really articulate. I think we think of Tom as being this really high energy, talk pretty fast, like mm-hmm. kind of go, go, go type Tom Hanks. And this is like, no, he's methodical. He's slow. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. And you just listen to word the words that he says. And uh-huh. like, I'm in tears already. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but this movie is more kind of about that journalist's yes, story. Yes, yeah. it's more about the
1: journalist. Don't go in thinking this is the biopic. It's about the journalist Matthew Reese, who we know from The Americans and Brothers and uh-huh. Sisters, and then Susan Cletchy Watson, who's from This Is Us, plays his wife in it. Tom Hanks is just kind of the uh, moral compass of you of the story, if you will.
0: So this one is still in theaters, though. Yes, right? it is. Okay, it's doing
1: pretty well. But go, I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. You, you won't be disappointed.
0: I can't wait for this one to be uh, streaming. Right. Seriously, because that's one I'm going to be able to watch. <laughs> I know. But I, but I just am so I'm. This is one of the movies of your top five that I was like, I really want to see that. But that's number five. Yeah. Okay. So what's okay. number four? So number
1: four is a movie that opens actually next weekend. Here, it's called nineteen seventy. It's a World War I epic, directed by Sam Mendes, who did American Beauty and Skyfall. He's a phenomenal filmmaker. Well, And what they did with this movie, is they really shot it to make it look if it's, if, as if it's one long take. So I felt like I was the third soldier on this, this mission with these other two soldiers that have to go and deliver this message. That's amazing. It's insane how you feel like you are in the middle of it, unlike any other war movie, really. And we don't get a lot of World War One movies either. So to learn more about that, to learn what these British soldiers went through, and to feel like you're in the in the thick of it all, you have no idea what's coming next. You don't know.
0: So, so when you say that they try to make it look like it's one long take, does it sort of does the movie sort of happen then in real time? Yes, it
1: does. So it's two hours. You feel like it's in within within the one real-time period yeah. of this two hours. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of what's great, is you don't know where the enemy is going to be. You don't know if something's going to blow up in front of your face or in front of the other two characters' face. Wow. Sure. Yeah, it's great. So is
0: 1917 one of your best films of 2019? Yes. Because it is a tremendous feat in filmmaking. It,
1: filmmaking and storytelling and something different and daring. And you still feel that emotional connection to these two soldiers. And I got to interview Sam Mendes and the, the two actors playing it and the screenwriter. And we'll talk about that next week.
0: Okay. All right, so... Hold on to your uh whatever you need to <laughs> hold on to until next week. We'll talk more about that. But number three on your list is of a the movie top five. That
1: no one saw in him. Disappointing you all. It's called Waves. why should we feel ashamed? Oh my gosh. So this is one ashamed? of those movies that is about the now and about the present. And it's about a this high school teen, a black teen that is Just trying to be the best guy he can be. A lot of pressure was from his parents, played by Sterling K. Brown, Renée E. and the pressure becomes too much for him to handle. And how do we see what happens to that, and how this family and him deal with this tragedy that happens? How do they deal with it? How do they come back up from it? So Uh we see that this ripple effect from this tragedy-like waves has on everyone in the family, and how they kind of deal and cope with this. You learn about how kids and their parents communicate with each other. There's a whole scene where the two, the the guy and his girlfriend, are just communicating through text, and you feel this emotional way just through this text oh, exchange wow. because that's what teens do—they just text right. each other. And I, I mean, I didn't because I knew nothing about this movie. The, what happens in this continual build just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like the emotional way, like the soccer punch. And it's so, like, directed within, like... Every choice is very specific for a reason. Whether it's the score, whether it's the aspect ratio of how it's shot and filmed. I it really blew blew me away.
0: Where am I able to see this now? Yeah, probably in limited theaters. You okay. may just have to
1: wait for it to be on demand. You'll see a lot of Lucas Hedges is in the second half of the movie. Okay, You would recognize him, of course. So you'll get people in this that you know and you'll be like, I know kids like this or I, I'm afraid that my teenagers are probably going mm-hmm. through this very thing and how do we deal with that? Is and,
0: there any awards buzz for this?
1: There should have been. I mean, I got a screener for it. They definitely, A24 is a distributor. Uh, they they put it up for awards consideration but it kind of got in the shuffle,
0: yeah, that's yeah. too bad. It oh, is, sounds it's really amazing, stunning. yeah. I
1: hope parents go see it at some point. Oh,
0: uh, well, number two on Paul McGuire Grimes' yes. list of the best movies of 2019 is something that I think people will find a little easier to access. Well, I mean, it's it, easy to <laughs> access, <laughs> it's easy well, to access. You make it all the way through, that's well, a different story. You know, and uh, <laughs> number two on the list is streaming on Netflix right now, and it's The Irishman, it's The Irishman,
1: yeah. Martin Scorsese's epic film about Frankie the Irishman, sheer this mobster who's Connected to Jimmy Hoffa. That's all I really want to say about it right now. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesciato, retirement, Anna Paquin, Harvey Gaitel. And really, it's three and a half hours, but for me, it flew by because I was always invested in what was going on. And it takes place over a, a, many decades. So I kind of thought of it like Martin Scorsese's career in film, mm. making gangster movies decade after decade, using these actors decade after de- decade. So you see all of that kind of relationship really on screen as you're learning more about Jimmy Hoffa, Frank yeah. Sheeran, and what really happened potentially to. Jimmy Hoffa a lot of unanswered questions the film tries to answer that and fantastic performances I mean Al Pacino is kind of going up against Tom Hanks right now for Best Supporting Actor and I, I don't think that there's a wasted moment in the movie if you're willing to sit through it for three and a half hours the acting is so compelling the characters are dynamic it's very well done
0: and that is very accessible because it is on Netflix and you can watch it in little bits and bites if you need to if you need to yeah. yeah
1: Netflix has four big movies that they're pushing for Oscar consideration this year between that marriage story the two popes and Dolomite is my name they're really they're really making some good movies right now
0: okay number one for your top five movies Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies A movie that came out earlier this year you may have already forgotten about it and it's I loved this movie. This is the
1: horror masterpiece from Jordan Peele and it's about this family going away for a summer vacation and how they are the victims of this home invasion from their doppelgangers and it really is about how we are our own worst enemy, how that manifests in our society today and what do we learn from that and it's metaphors and imagery and it's bonkers.
0: It is it is is such a journey and while you're watching it you're equally um, terrified and like uh, what's the word? Like moved yes. to try to understand better what is actually happening in front right. of you. And you don't even know because
1: I don't even think that all the answers are given away at the end. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, I think he leaves it up to the audience to bring in what they want to into this movie and to yeah. get out of it what they see. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw it was with Don McClain, and we both had kind of different takes on some of the images. And what does this mean? Oh, what does interesting. That mean? And she's like, Oh, I didn't think of it like that. I'm like, I didn't think of it like that. So yeah. It, it it
0: definitely so does start conversations. For sure. And now that I know kind of where it went, I do want to go back, but I'm afraid to be afraid. Right. You know what it, I'm I mean, saying? Yeah. It's a
1: scary movie. Aww. If you don't do Home Invasion, <laughs> well, it's it's freaky. Does it's anybody do Home Invasion well? <laughs> well, I mean, or some really. people may or may not find that scary. I mean, there's the Home I mean, is version objective. of
0: Home Invasion. <gasps> right. right. And then there's the other <laughs> version of Home Invasion. Right. Yeah, there's so, the Strangers. That's so, awesome. Right. So those were your top five movies of the year, Paul McGuire Grimes. Uh, We got a big big movie event coming up on Sunday night the Golden Globes predictions
1: um, I think that once upon a time in Hollywood will get best comedy even though I don't call it a comedy um, I uh, think but that, it,
0: parts of it are funny but yeah. parts of it yeah are yeah. funny
1: I mean this, the, the blurred lines there I think that the Irishman could win best drama or maybe Joker I've got thoughts about that I think Joaquin could do really well I think Leo will probably win best actor for a comedy best supporting actors I kind of think that Laura uh, Laura Duren I think is the favorite but I could see Jennifer Lopez kind of mm. getting this surprise because the Hollywood form press does some weird things in the supporting actor category sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's out of left field.
0: So well, don't be quickly, surprised if
1: Jennifer Lopez gets that award the other night.
0: Quickly, before we say goodbye to you, uh, because we've got 20 seconds, you do have the top 10 of the year.
1: Yes. On my YouTube channel, just search Paul's Trip to the Movies on YouTube, top 10 of 2019, and the top 10 movies of the decade oh, I put out earlier today, too. I love
0: this. Okay, Paul McGuire-Grimes, uh, we will talk with you maybe even on Monday uh, about the Golden Globes. And when we come back on The Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got Crazy Stupid Idiots you for that forecast Holly uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 107 streaming live at my talk everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer is not here right now no. because he did the morning show he's napping please leave a message Holly. For him <laughs> after the beep Holly and I are beep hanging out until three o'clock Abby's at the controls and uh, each and every day we love to tell you about dumb people doing dumb things we call them crazy stupid idiots
1: well then I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid, idiot.
0: Yeah. Colleen and Bradley present CSI.
1: It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots.
0: Oh, the Crazy Stupid Idiots are to your right, they're to your left, and uh, you know, if you're lucky, they're not looking back at you when you look in the mirror. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of Florida. 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 That was our best yet. Whew, we're gonna start <gasps> a barber shop trio (laughs) we lost the fourth yeah uh okay where are we going first halls uh we are actually going overseas oh i believe we are going to a country and that country is called china okay i'll go there yes uh well we gotta talk about a guy in china we don't know his name all that we know is that he's 60 years old and he lives in china okay and he had to scratch an itch i mean it okay. happens, right? Well, that's Like a literal itch or like, you know, the figure of speech? Like, I got to scratch that itch. No, he had a literal scratch. Oh, okay. Means and it was in a place that normally it's not totally socially appropriate to dig at. Ooh, Front or back? Back door. Okay. He had a back door itch. This okay. guy had a back door itch. Okay. And it was way up in there. Way up in the back door. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, here's the problem, Colleen, is that... Your fingers are only so long. This is true. To scratch the itch, and apparently this was an inside itch oh. inside the doorbell. So he opened the rang the doorbell, opened the door, and decided to walk through. uh, uh and he decided to use something to assist him in scratching that itch, not I'm, his fingers. Okay. Would you like to guess? No, because I'm afraid. All right. Well, this I was- also am scared that I don't think it was really an itch. I think this is the story he told them at the emergency room when he showed up because that's the only reason we know this story. Oh! uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, because uh, this guy had a seven-inch long glass bottle up his back oh, door. Oh! He accidentally inserted into himself Colleen. I don't think that that's actually what happened. He told the doctors mm-hmm. that he was trying to use the seven-inch long glass bottle to scratch his itchy backside. No, I think there was another and itch then, he was oops, trying to scratch. And then, oops, it's whoops it slipped i mean here's the. i mean if you find yourself having a bottle up your butt and you have to go to the doctor to get it out mm. just be honest and say you were horny and you put it up there i mean I, i'm bringing up the horniness again because yeah, here it is again and crazy here is. stupid idiots just be like you know what i'm into things i was just experimenting with some stuff yeah, and, and sometimes the things are in me holy and i'm buckets. into that the x-ray of this experience is really off-putting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know things could do that. Neither did Into I. A body. That's call me wow. na- Call me naive. Mm. It was a bottle of Florida water cologne, so oh. appropriate enough. Oh, interesting. Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did get a little Florida in there somewhere. Yeah. This is what the <sighs> doctors said. The patient told me my abdomen hurts. There's something inside and I can't poop or fart. Okay. It's very uncomfortable. So I bought a bottle of Florida water and began scratching the edge. I just don't think that's what happened. Oops, the bottle accidentally went on my rectum. I just don't think that happens in the world. No, I don't think so either. Just again, be like... (laughs) I was fooling around. It happened. Yeah, man. Okay, for our next story, we actually are going to go to Florida. Yay! We're going to go to Florida, and I'm going to tell you a story that really in the beginning sounds pretty garden variety. An intruder intruded into a home. That it happens. Yeah, uh, criminal behavior. It is criminal behavior. It's it, but it doesn't rise to the level of worthy of conversation during the Crazy Stupid Idiot segment of the Colleen and Bradley show. But um, this is where we learn why it shows up in Crazy Stupid Idiots. Uh-huh. Um, a twenty-year-old man from Bradenton, Florida, awoke last Tuesday to discover that somebody had intruded into his home, into his domicile. Uh, And the thing that woke him up was not the crash bang of the person entering the house. It wasn't the lights being turned on by the intruder. Uh It was the intruder sucking on his toe. He woke up to a perfect stranger Sucking his toe. That's now, nasty. That is nasty. His toes were in a creepy stranger's mouth. Oh so here's the thing that's weird is now I Gosh. don't know that I would have the presence of mind to answer in this way. He said to the victim, ask the suspect what what he was doing. Again, I don't know that is there a satisfactory answer to that question. Also, I don't know that I'd have the presence of mind for that to be the first thing I ask. Even though I would wonder. What are you doing? It would seem pretty apparent. And I would probably want to use my foot to kick them away. Uh, The victim, who was alone in his residence, began to defend himself. He was throwing punches at the toe (sighs) sucker. Forced him out of the house, into the yard. Apparently, the (sighs) perpetrator told the victim he did have a gun. Apparently, the police say... A gun was never seen during the altercation, but the intruder uh, made off, and the victim ran inside, called nine one one, and um, because the intruder had used their hand to punch the glass of the house to break into the home, yes. they did have blood. So they're that's how they're trying to track down. Oh, everything the about this story is just so creepy, right? Creepy and nasty. Yeah, and. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, Mm -hmm. Florida, Florida. Mm -hmm. I tell you, what do you got? We're staying in Florida. Oh, yes. We're going to High Springs, Florida, uh, which is pretty apt for this story, because we're talking about a guy named Donald Watts in High Springs, Florida. Um, They found him. Authorities spotted Donald Watts. Uh, they were called to a residence, and Donald Watts was, well, high on meth, uh. rolling around the mud in a ditch. Mm-hmm. He was also naked and That'll, making bird noises. Okay, that's, yeah, a, lot. I, that's, that's a, lot. a lot. That's a lot. That that's might draw lot. some attention to you. No, that might draw some attention, and that might not even get you arrested because mm-hmm. usually isn't it that they get you on the possession right. of the narcotics yeah. not necessarily the consumption of the narcotics Precise. yeah so they could have found donald watts on meth naked and making bird noises but <sighs> here's the thing that he did that is really dumb he bit one of the officers he bit the officer well he bit the canine officer <gasps> named casper okay first of all i would just like to play out there's a got, lot of people doing wrong things with their mouths yeah because he got down donald watts on all fours and started to mimic the police dog and then he bit the dog in the ear can we not do that that's not how that goes that's not how that goes it's that's the other the dog is supposed to do the biting well the casper human. did because he responded by biting donald watts in the head oh my gosh then donald watts was did arrested not fare well no he did not fare well He was arrested on multiple charges. Yikes. I just. He looks like an. He looks. Well, I mean, I suppose I'd be mad if I. Had just had my bird noise and naked rolling interrupted. Donald Watts looks like a man who has a lot to think about. Yeah. A lot to think about. He's made some choices in his life. And I think we can all agree they're not great choices. This might be rock bottom for him. Might be. Because because, but you in, never know. In it's got to be Springs. his rock bottom. He's in High Springs, Florida. Oh, he was high. He, oh, he was high. <laughs> like I said, very mm-hmm. convenient to the story. Yeah. So I want to let everyone know that Casper, the dog, seems to be okay. Okay, well, good. You know, he, bit, Poor Casper got bit in the ear, but it seems like Casper, the canine police officer involved in the story, is a-okay. Sometimes I hear these crazy, stupid idiot stories, and the way they're told... Sounds very logical, right. Yes. And then yes. he got down on all fours, and then he was mimicking the dog, and then he bit the dog on the ear. and I'm thinking to myself, what were the other per- people present doing when that was occurring?: I don't know. Colin. You know what I mean? Be- well, right. Yeah, like what is the officer whose canine that is doing while the guy is on all fours barking at their officer dog? I don't know. I th- that I think right. is beyond our grade of service that we do for our community. We can't provide <laughs> right? that. We cannot to you. provide that to you. Nope. No, but we've done our best with all the other things. Yes. Uh, all right. When we.